Scholars. Thanks for tapping in with another banger. Alex Alonso here. I'm sitting with the general, the East Side General, aka Frank Thornton. FG, what's going on? Man, what's going on with you, Alex? Oh man, I'm just uh, I'm ready to jump into some of these topics, man. Our city's on fire. The government of our city is on fire right now. Hey man, let's get into it then. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we gotta talk about that for sure. Uh but let me start off with a couple of fact checks, man. Um on episode 32, when we spoke about the the young lady, Nicole Linton, that crashed her car into uh, all those people on Slauson and La Brea, we got to talking about Scott Peterson, who I said incorrectly was on death row. That's the dude that killed his wife. Mm-hmm. His wife was pregnant. The unborn fetus, they named him Connor, and they hit him with two bodies. He was sentenced to death, but I didn't realize in 2020 he had his death penalty conviction overturned and they gave him LWAP instead. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember the Scott Peterson case. Yeah. yeah. I remember that clearly. And uh, I spoke about it with uh, Spider um, on, on the episode that he guest host on. And he said that, that Scott Peterson receives like a bag of mail every, <laughs> every week because I guess he's considered a celebrity and the general public likes to tap in with him. You know what? It's crazy how people, um, uh, uh, you know, commit various crimes or on death row, and they get plenty of mail. I think Charles Manson used to get a lot of mail. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, man. So, um, and plus, you know, he was like that all-American white guy uh, that all the women, you know, thought was their dream guy. No doubt, no doubt. Turns out to be man, a cold-blooded cold murderer. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what gets into some people that. Um, I mean, I, I've gotten mad at my wife many times, but to. Um, to dig a hole and, and, and to bury her or to push her off a cliff, man, or you got to be on a whole nother no, level, huh? You got to be on a whole nother level, man. Got to be a whole nother <laughs> level of madness to, to, to for for you to actually do some shit like that. Yeah, man, it's a, it's bizarre, man. But um, yeah, he's he got L whopped, and um, I guess for some people it's better treatment to be in a prison setting that you're not on death row you're not confined to 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 just one area where you have more freedom and more flexibility to do things no doubt but just to explain people to us uh, a lot of listeners we have that problem i'm sure that don't know what lyp is you want to go ahead and yeah that's basically <laughs> basically they're saying he ain't never coming home no doubt but he's no not going to get executed life without parole yeah uh, yeah there's no way he'll ever get paroled for for that conviction but I understand that some people are, they, they do their time in different settings more comfortably. And being on death row is, is you don't have as much yard time. Right, right, right. You don't get as many visits. Exactly. You're, everything uh, is limited. Yeah, everything yeah, is limited. Yeah. So uh, to a certain degree, he's, he's, uh, he's living better. Okay, okay. Yeah, but he's still in San Quentin, which is, um, if I had to be in prison, I'd want to be in San Quentin because they got so many programs. Mm-hmm. They got all the universities up there in the Bay Area that like to re- do outreach work. Right, right, right. With all the inmates there. No doubt. And then not to mention, if you're on the right unit, man, that view is just amazing, man. You couldn't even ask for a better one, Alex, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, but then it gets cold um, during, um, yeah, during do, the winter. Yeah, it do get chilly. Yeah, you will be freezing up there. Yeah. yeah. I heard that um, Ironwood Prison, who was telling me this? Ironwood Prison during the summer is so hot that uh, you can almost die from heat exhaustion. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. And Ironwood and Chuckawalla because they're right next to each other in the same like uh, vicinity. When I say right next to each other, I mean right next door to each other. It gets so hot up there, man. It's, mis- it's miserable up there. Yeah, they, apparently they have these, um, these things they could put on a tier that blows cool air and mists, but 
there's no such thing as air conditioning coming into your cells, right? Yeah, it is. You yeah. can't in the feds, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. In the feds, I'm thinking, yeah, Chuck Walla and Ironwood, that state. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the state has air conditioning? In, well, it, it depends on the, how old the facility is. The newer facilities, of course, they do. But Ironwood and Chuck Walla, them, they may be a little older. But uh, but um, some of the facilities do have a uh, AC. Oh, okay. I'm surprised. All right. Well, um. Yeah, I made a mistake on that Scott Peterson. I was completely unaware that this dude had his death penalty overturned. So he's uh, he's serving uh, all day still. Uh, last week we spoke about the the YG video, and uh, we weren't sure exactly when Mozzie turned himself in, but I found an article. It was July 29th okay. of 2022. So uh, he's been gone for a couple of months, right? That would be all of August, all of September when this video dropped. So it's been over two months he's been gone. No doubt, and I'm sure they did it. They didn't do it just right before he left. You know what I mean? So it could have been, you know, three, four months when that he did that video. Yeah, and in fact, I'm gonna try to get a little insight on that. We're gonna call the third rapper on that song. Um, for those who don't know, "How to Rob a Rapper," YG featuring Mozzie and D3, mm-hmm. and we're gonna try to tap in with D3 uh, in a little bit. Um, but also, our, last week you mentioned that the uh, F. I mean, um, YG. I was going to say FG, YG pulls up in a 58 Chevy. Mm-hmm. How do you know that's a 58 and not a 59? Oh, they t- you could tell the difference. Okay. You know, now, um, when I first seen the video, first thing I said is, damn, they pulled up, he pulled up in a clean 58. Thing about it is I could distinguish a 58 and a 59 just like that. If I misspoke, that's one thing. But I remember seeing a 58 because the 59 have the, the uh, fins. The 58 is more tucked in. The 59 and 60 have the big fins. The 58 is more tucked. Um, and one thing about a Chevy from a 57 to a 69, 68, I'm going I'm to recognize. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just saying that um, just from my own personal, because I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the back. It's the tail fins. The 59 got the super big tail fins. The 58 is, is tucked. I love them 58s, man. Oh, and as 58 would be the first year, right, for the Impala? First Impala, no yeah. doubt, yeah. For some reason, I thought the 59 was the first year. Yeah. Um, I forgot about the 58. Yeah, well, they got the 58s, and before that, the 55, 56, they were Bel Airs, you know, but uh, that 59 clean, too, you know, it's just that 58, I, 58, 57. Those are some good years right there. And then you said that uh, Mozzie pulled up in a four, right? If I wasn't mistaken. Yeah. And then they, the video went by so fast and I couldn't see what the Mozzie put up in a tray or a four. But the um, the other guy, the videos, I just didn't remember what he pulled up in. Yeah, D3, I forgot. If what I it. just see it again, I definitely could be able to, you know. Yeah. But uh, no, I was just curious because... Um, Man, those 58s and 59s, man, for those who don't know, I think if it, if you get one that's clean, that's all hooked up, you're spending over a hundred grand on it. No doubt, no doubt. And the crazy thing about it, Alex, is, you know, I had a couple 62s, 62 Chevys myself, man. And I had, when I, when I left, only reason I sold my 62 is just I didn't have nowhere to keep all this shit. You know what I mean? But had I kept it, it was more, it would have been like real estate. So you had a deuce before you caught yeah, your case? I, yeah, I had two deuces. Hell yeah. And what are those deuces going for now in shit. 2022? Shit, my first deuce said, man, I, right now I could have got 60 or 74. You know what I mean? And um and uh, but my second deuce I had when I left, um, I didn't cut it. It didn't have no hydraulics. I kept it stock. You know what I mean? And didn't do too much to it. You know what I mean? So just like that, clean as it was, stock might have could have got even a little more. Yeah, but um, I remember back in like maybe the late 80s, early 90s, you could just buy um, a stock 
maybe a, a deuce, a tray of four that maybe had needed a little work for just a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, no doubt. I bought my first deuce. I think I bought it from a cat out of Denver Lane. Actually, he was in the, he was in jail. And I went and bought it from his family over in Denver Lane hood and shit, man. And, and they gave me like the, the best deal in the world, bro. I'm talking about extra parts, you know, had the fish scale um, uh, emblems and shit. You know what I mean? And I think I paid like four or five thousand for it. You know, engine was clean. You know, all I had to do was put all the stuff together. And uh, nah, that don't happen no more. Yeah, I'm, a I'm, rust bucket right now costs fifteen thousand. You that's know, that's crazy. And I'm telling you, man, <laughs> the Chevys was investment. Whoever had some Chevys put up, they 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 kind of hit the lick, man. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I sent you this uh, article just recently, so you probably didn't get a chance to look at it. But we were talking about the Feds also are not doing eighty five percent on all offenses now. Right. Did and you I do saw, any research? Yeah, that? I yeah. saw that they uh, last year or the year before, so maybe 2020, 2021, that, that's been implemented. Okay. So there are a lot of defendants that are getting time and not having to do 85% now. No doubt, no doubt. Then they got some other programs and shit where they started where you can get to the halfway house or you can get more halfway house or more at home time, you know, so, so they trying, man, you know. Yeah, that's why um, Guy Reffitt is going to get out in um, probably a year and some months earlier than he would if he was forced to do 85%. Now, when you went to the feds, you did almost every bit of 85% of that dime, right? No doubt. No doubt. All of it, man. You know, uh, it was a couple of reasons why, but, you know, that mandatory minimum was in place as well. You know, so it was laws that changed, you know. So I went with 10. Say if I had 13, I would have got it knocked down to 10. You know what I mean? But they couldn't go under the 10 based on the mandatory minimum. Even though they changed all the other laws, you they didn't change that mandatory minimum. So you were stuck at that 10, you know what I mean? But haven't they changed that mandatory minimum since then now? No, what they did was is they changed this, the law when it comes to cocaine and crack cocaine. What they did was they changed the threshold in order for you to get to the 10-year mandatory minimum, more drugs. You take a lot more drugs to get to the mandatory minimum than it did when I went, you know? So they didn't change it. It just, it take a lot more drugs to get there. But once you get to that threshold, you stuck at that, you know what I mean? Okay, so basically they're saying that when they changed the threshold, they're saying maybe these guys that went to prison in the past and got that 10 years probably shouldn't have got the 10 years for the amount that they got. Oh, no doubt. For. They said that. But you got to understand, Alex, you know, it was a cold part thing about it. You changed the law. You said we were wrong. Let's fix the law. But you didn't fix the people that you had in prison. And one thing about make change in prison sentences is people don't realize the politics that come to effect because the prison system is traded on as shareholder. You have shareholders for prison. So it's like a commodity. So you can't just let everybody commodity out and everybody shares drop. You have to figure out a way to um, keep people in prison, keep that money in prison. You know, it's a money thing. Keep that money in prison and find a new way to, you know, um, um, get people in prison because prison is a business, man, sadly to say. No, definitely. And, and even the parts of the prison system that's not specifically related to the prison, like other things like purchasing a typewriter or the commissary, mm -hmm. where does all that food come from? You know, no doubt. Let me give you a quick something be, uh, while we on this subject. You know, they have the private prisons now. 
So what the private prison do is say, if Alex build a prison and we deem your prison good enough to hold inmates, we're going to give you a contract. In this contract, Alex is going to say that we're going to keep your prison 80% full. If we ever go, so we're going to pay you for the inmates that's here. We're going to promise to keep it 80% full. But in your contract, we're going to also state that it ever gets under 80%, we're going to pay you for the people that's not being here. Oh, it's a cold game, man. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, man, you know, when it comes to that money in that prison system, man, if people ever go do the homework, they may just double think about the 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 when they get sentenced crying about it because they know this shit is bigger than just you know your sentence you know what i mean i even think the whole um phone giving uh inmates access to phone and having them make phone calls and call and collect all those fees are part of a whole nother business that makes a lot of money no doubt not to mention you know you were in there you got unicorn you know you making products in prison when i was at victorville what they did over there was when the humvees come from iraq the inmates would fix them back up to send them back to iraq you know what i mean renew the metal renew the frames renew the you know what i mean and this was a government contract that the prison system had they were paying inmates you know two three hundred dollars a month say four hundred dollars a month to work on these humvees and get them back over there but if you sent them out to somebody and and um in a regular business man you'd be paying quadruple that it probably probably you know what i mean a hundred times that you know what i mean cheap prison labor you know um something people don't know that some of the um shower curtains and so many things are made in prisons they they don't they not even aware of it's cheap labor is 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 go back to the old you know i saw a documentary on the baseball bats the louisville sluggers that they sell out there in louisville kentucky are all made in prison at least um the far majority of those baseball mm -hmm. bats mm -hmm. Are made in prison no doubt you know what i mean so but the, your option is when you go to prison if you don't have no money okay if i can go over here and work in this factory job for 300 a month and i'm i'm not getting no money in these dudes are going to go over here and work those jobs i get it i you know i don't knock nobody who do do it you know what i mean and uh but at the same time you know that same job on the street you know they man they like you said they paying a dude two three four hundred dollars a month and uh a month you know what I mean? When 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 on the street, they'll be paying two, three, four hundred dollars a day to the person doing those same jobs. Man, they got jobs in the California Department of Corrections that pay inmates as low as eight cents an hour. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? I had one before. You know what I mean? And uh, and uh, I told them, don't expect much of me because you have to pretty much have a job. <laughs> if you're yeah. not going to school. You know, when I was at Lompoc, they made street signs, stop signs. You know, the signs is on the freeway to say, you know, uh, you know, uh, Los Angeles in 22 two miles. You know what I mean? Those signs were made at Lompoc. You know what I mean? So, like I say, man, there's big money in the prison system. It's more than just, you know, when they give you a sentence, it's more than just, you know, your punishment. It's also money involved in that. A lot of politicians have uh, money, you know, and, 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 and I'm going to leave that subject alone. But it's entertainers who have, that I know that have money invested in prisons that I don't support them. You know what I mean? You yeah, that's know. crazy that... um you can invest in prisons and some of the people who are invested. I heard uh, a well-known black actor might be invested in prisons. Well, I know for sure. Well, known. I don't want to say his name because right. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm a hundred percent sure about this one. And I'm still not going to say a well-known black tennis shoe seller. You know oh what I mean? yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and you take, you take this guy, he invests in prison. It's his money. He did to do what he want to do with it. Yeah. But this guy invests in prison. I won't buy none of those shoes. You know what I mean? Me personally. And then you got another guy over here that invests in education. 
You know what I mean? This kid, this guy sending kids to college, this guy invested in prison. You know what I mean? And I'll buy his tennis shoes. I won't buy this guy's shoes, though. You know, that's just my personal preference, though. Well, according to The Guardian, uh, U.S. prisoners produce 11 billion with a B worth of goods and services. Damn. 11 billion with a B. Damn. I didn't yeah. realize it was that much, but I know they do. They, I know it's a business. Man. But, you know, um, the NAACP is actually trying to uh, push a line on increasing the uh, labor rates for prisoners to be um, at least minimum wage. So that'd be like, what, $11, $12? I mean, you don't even know how awesome that would be. Yeah. I mean, just to be honest with you, you don't even know how, how, I mean, for a person, like you say, some people go to prison and their family, a lot of people go to prison and their family leave them. You know, I'm paying my time, my doing my time, it don't mean I shouldn't be able to eat, throw, shouldn't be able to buy deodorant and you, you things of that nature. So if they were to ever do that, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a cool little bit of money if you're making minimum wage in no there. No doubt, shit. Hell yeah. And it shouldn't be any less than minimum wage. No doubt, no doubt. All right. Uh, hey, man, did you hear about the... The young rapper from uh, Neighborhood Pyro in Inglewood got shot down here in the Wilshire area. I did, man. You know what I mean? And half I, ounce. Half ounce, man. And, and, and what people don't know is half ounce got one of the coldest roll call songs <laughs> out there, man. You know, he put it in. He, hey, yeah, he, he mentioned your homeboy in one of the songs, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. No tough, doubt. Right? Did he mention yeah, Tuck? he mentioned yeah. Tuck, you know what I mean, in the Cross Atlantics, man. Yeah. But, I mean, he mentioned the Cribs. He mentioned, I mean, he went in on that song. Hey, you I was reading I mean? one of the comments. They said that. The way he wrote this song, can't nobody hate on him. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and then at the end, he even said, I want to um, shout out the earth or something crazy like oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, that was a hell of a song, man. But this was just tragic, man. And, you know, um, these dudes are getting killed, man. You know? Yeah, man. I knew, I knew Half Ounce, man. I did an interview with him in 2013, man. I can't believe it's been nine years. Um, since then, man, um, was a cool dude, and I followed his career. He was hooked up with Mitchie Slick in San Diego, and um, I think he was underrated. You go back and listen to his stuff, yeah, man. Yeah. It was pretty but good. See, and, and that's the thing about it. I went back and had listened to some songs that I had never heard. I was like, damn, how I missed this. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? You know, I guess everything is marketing and advertising, but I missed it. There was a couple I missed that I damn sure would have bought, you know? No, he was, um, you know, I guess he was kind of stuck in that area because um, I think as an artist that you're from the streets, you're from your set, you can only do that so much if you want to go to the next level. And I think we got to look at Nipsey as the blueprint. When he first came out with Bullets Ain't Got No Name, he was gang banging. No, but no, And no. he transitioned, you know, into doing some other type of music. And Half Ounce was, was gang banging on the songs a couple months ago. No, no, know? no doubt. You know what I mean? And to mention, he, like you say, he mentioned Big Tup in that song, you know, and Tup is another one, you know. Um, I try to tell Tup, you know, in order to evolve, you have to go outside the realm. But if you go back to Big Tup and them, him and Minchie Slick and them and a, a bunch of other cats, they had that uh, that song out years ago called Won't Stop Being the Blood. Yeah. And, uh, and Big Tup, you know, had my pit. I was gone then and Big Tup had my picture in the video and and uh but at some point in order to elevate you do have to go outside the realm so other people can 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 appreciate your music you know definitely man he was only 32 years old half ounce he was only a couple weeks away from turning 33 uh, a lot of people think there's something with this 33 the age 33 nip was 33 um of course jesus christ was 33 uh, half ounce was about to be 33. Uh, I'm not into numerology or anything right, like right. that, but um, yeah, he was born 1989, and um, I just posted a, a video of him on the Street TV channel. So we'll tap into that if you want to see um, some never before released footage that I had of Half Ounce. 
So go check that out there. And then um, how to rob a rapper video. It just hit a million views. Oh, damn. And it's only been up for a week. Man, that's so, good. That's yeah, good. That's, that's, that's real good. good. Yeah, that's real good. And um, I wanted to tap in with D3, who was the third guy on the album. I'm not sure if I can get him on the line, but I'm going to try. But, you know, there's been a lot of criticism about the release of that song because it's kind of coinciding with with the death and the investigation of PNB Rock. But we tried to set the record straight that that song was done way before. No doubt. You know, you still have some people that didn't want to do the homework and see exactly what we were saying. But, you know, basically, we were just basically saying that, you know, it wasn't wrong for him to put it out, in my opinion, and shit, because, like I said, it had already been done, you know. And if you got it over there, hey, at some point you're going to have to drop it. You know, some people are going to feel this insensitive. But, hey, man, you know, like you said, it did a million views already. A million views already in a week. And let me just uh, tap in here with D3 and see if we can get him on right now. Hello? D3. You, What's the deal? We, we, um, we're doing Streets and Scholars. This is Alex right here, and I got FG right next to me, man. And we just want to ask a couple questions about, uh, about this uh, video that you guys just dropped. <laughs> this guy's holding this guy told us to hold on and we we live on uh, streets and scholars right now but oh, we live? yeah oh, no, it's good. Come on. all right so um yeah fg and i are um we're we're doing an episode of streets and scholars and we we actually talked about the video last week and we figured out that this video was done way before the pnb rock situation happened um can you give us some insight into when you shot this video and um w when it all came about Man, so the How to Rob Rapper song was made probably like six months ago. When I, matter of fact, this was made last year. Mm -hmm. This was made last year around my birthday, around May. So it was in Miami we made that shit. But yeah, like, you know, the homie beat, the homie Keith, the hundred was going on in the streets. Like, like we from LA, so we, we, like, we talk about our life, what we go through and what who we surrounded by. So all that Robin shit been going on. So it ain't been about like RP to PNB Rock. Everybody like got stuff to speak on it. Cause around the time it dropped and due to his death, everybody think the song is about that and it's not. No it doubt. Is, it's just that's what happened in LA, like, you know? Yeah, and it's shit, definitely I, been going on and shit. What's going on, D three? This F G, homie. What's good with you? Oh, man, you know what I mean? I felt the same way, you know what I mean? I didn't think you guys took no shot at the dude, you know what I mean? I really think, like you say, this shit really been cracking a long time. And the song, I felt that, you know, some dude's going to learn from it, you know what I mean? And oh, um, yeah, because, yeah, you know what I mean? Some dude just, just want to come out here and do their thing, and they just need to know the rules and regulations on how L.A. run, man. So, you know, I thought the song was cool. It was funny. But I did have a question, man. You know, I knew uh, Mozzie pulled up in a clean-ass 58, and if I wasn't mistaken, I think Mozzie was in the fold. What did you pull up in, homie? Man, listen, I, I pulled up in some older shit than that. Yeah. I put, I put <laughs> that's the car I love you want to pull up in because it's like, feel me? That's some shit we know about. I don't even know. The, I don't even know the type of car I put up. There. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm gonna have to go back and look at it, man. But it was clean. Y'all pulled up clean, man. But man, that's, you... that shit had like five hundred thousand miles on it. Man, you know what I mean. It's definitely it. classics, man. But like I say, the song hit a million views already, bro. I don't, I don't... Hell yeah, cause cause you know like 
people people feeling it. Some people, everybody got something to say, but right. You know, if you if you know, you know, like man, ain't, ain't nobody safe in L.A. You wear your jewelry and all that, thinking you safe. It's not cool. Like you gotta you gotta you feel me? Be hire some security if you if you gonna wear thirty thousand dollars or or better on your body and you ain't moving like how you supposed to get some security. Oh, no doubt. You know, times have changed, man. You know, we used to move around, man. You know, me and PD back in the day, man. And, you know, we had a crew with us. So we was our own security. But at the same time, you got a lot of guys come out here from other cities. You know, they don't bring their security. They don't bring their homies. Yeah. And they and they don't tap in. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. kind of important, homie, that when you come this way, homie, you got to know. So, I mean, let me be 100. When I come to the hunters, I call the homies and let them know I'm coming. You know See? what I mean? So it, it ain't no disrespect. It's just something, something we do, you know, in order to make sure everything is good. You know, make sure. But I think Alex got a couple questions for you, bro. It's good hearing from you, man. Hey, keep up, keep keep doing y'all thing. Yeah, D D three. When we were talking earlier off off um, off the show, you said something about um, how the how the verses initially uh, were assigned. I, I forgot what you said. Um, I think it was Mozzie initially was not on the song, or he was. How did that go? Yeah, no, none, none of it was like we wasn't on the song, like. The homie gassed it like all the way through, and then he wanted me to hop on it, and then Mozzie hopped on it, and then we like he just came together. Can you give us a, a timeline of when you shot that video? Because I know Mozzie turned himself in around July 29th. So when was that video shot? Shit, that shit was shot probably like July 20th, <laughs> 21st type shit. Oh, right before he left and shit. Yeah, right before oh, okay, you took okay. Okay. And um and and how, how did the 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 writing come about? Did you um did you have that already figured out or yeah. something that you did on the spot? What? Nah, I actually wrote two different verses cuz I already had a lot of like a lot of shit to talk about due to the concept of the song. So it was just like one one I was talking about like some shit Niggas like like rappers come to niggas hoods and and don't like they just want to take pictures and shit thinking they thinking that it's cool and like honestly you should be you should be like pulling up giving back type shit or mm -hmm. that like niggas get robbed like that thinking it's sweet yeah yeah not sweet so like basically like I'm I'm basically on that verse I'm I'm rapping like tap in or you feel me like make sure you. Put put somebody on that you go to their section. Put them on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It ain't hard. It ain't, you ain't got to pay nobody to put them on. Right, know? right, right. Do a song with them or something. Exactly, like, exactly. You know? no, I feel like you hundred percent. Then my my other verse was like, yeah, it was just, I was like saying too much, like too much robbing shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had to bring it back down to the commercial yeah, to make commercial like, like nah, nah, yeah, you got to sell records still, but yeah, you go too hard, you know, you gonna get it from that end too, man. Shit. Well, Hell yeah, scratch the second verse. Well, D3, man, I appreciate you tapping in. Are you the hottest rapper out of the Nickerson since J-Rock? Man, I feel like it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm Like, like J-Rock, he got the key to the city, so, you know, that's big, bro. Yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, you know, I ain't really been dropping like that. I'm trying to get there, though. Nah, keep keep going, homie. Keep pushing. Keep doing your thing, man. We gonna be looking out for you. You had to, you know, I love your verse on that song, to be honest with you, man. You went in, you know, keep it up. You gotta keep putting them out. You already know. And uh shit, I'm gonna be looking forward to you blowing up, homie. 
Yeah, hold on. I appreciate that. Hey, I'm going to ta- tap back in with you, man, because uh, I definitely want to have you on the street TV platform, man, and tell your story uh, in the very near future. So uh, I'll be in touch with you, D3. Oh, uh, yeah, it's good, man. Nice talking to you. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Uh, All right. There he goes, D3 from out the Nickersons. He confirmed it. That, that song was actually in the works a year ago he said that was a long time ago (laughs) yeah Yeah. so i know that they got a lot of uh negative backlash because of the whole pnb situation but hey man you can't stifle art you know you can't you cannot try to control how art is created when it's distributed and when it's put out and sometimes it's the timing might not be right but it's not their fault no doubt no doubt you know what i mean and uh i I know how some people say you know I, i guess they think everything can just get done um you know, automatically or something like that. But sometimes, man, when th- these things are lined up to drop on certain days or they have certain time frames for their album releases, you know, you just have to keep going, pushing forward, you know, and keep doing what you do no matter, you know, kind of no matter what happened, unless it's just something super drastic, you know. But but uh, these guys have, you know, um, timelines and, and stuff like that when it comes to this music and stuff like that. Yeah, man, Um I think that we're going to see a lot more coming from D3. I went through his his little catalog. He's got about two or three years of some music he's been putting out. Okay. But I think when you're on a song with Mozzie and yg, YG you know, definitely give you exposure that he you know he, he he's getting exposure that's coming due to him and he didn't let us down on that verse so you know what i mean like i said i got if he stay consistent with that man you know and and uh and see that's what i'm talking about yg or uh reach back to the homies you know i like that you know what i mean when they go back and get somebody and dude held his own on the song you know uh that's that's what's up and i think a lot of rappers don't reach back to the homies not because they don't want to or they can't but i think it be, it's more difficult than what it sounds i think we see we say it all the time like oh man you need to put such and such on and put all those other people on but it's a more of a complicated process than just having homies that are from the hood that you think you can put on no doubt it definitely is sometimes you know what i mean sometimes it is not you know what i mean especially when the artists can hold their own you know, I mean, if 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 you putting a dude on that's not really all that or not really tight, then you know you got that. Then you got the politics of the hood or what the big homies wanna. You know, I'm trying to put this dude on, not you. You don't even rap. Leave me alone. Let me deal with the young homie. Bring him with me. You know, but like you say, that's when the politics come in and shit. You know, everybody want a little peace when you trying to reach back. Hmm. When I'm trying to reach back to this dude, the other homies don't know. Let me put this dude on. Then he gon' look out for y'all you know what i mean you know everybody want it right now so I, I i agree with you on that one because some of the greatest rappers tried to do it i know Pac put on um the outlaws yeah and then um snoop put on quite a few people no nah, no doubt no doubt but behind all those uh, um put-ons is a story is 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 a story that's not the most beautiful is situation and you that's know the what part man? i'm and talking the about you talking about <laughs> yeah, it ain't yeah, the, it yeah, ain't yeah, as easy yeah, as yeah, no putting doubt. people on but um you know, uh, much success to D3. We're going to have D3 on street TV as soon as possible because um, I know everybody else is going to be trying to get him real soon. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're going to start seeing him on some of these other huge platforms. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what else did I have here? I wanted to. Oh, we spoke about uh, Bishop Lamore Whitehead who got robbed on live FaceTime in Brooklyn, New York. And we kind of thought it was weird how he got robbed because you see this dude sitting in the bag in the chair and 
He ain't even budging. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems kind of scripted. And then when Lamar Whitehead gave an interview to the news, he was saying things that he told everybody to get down and do this and do that. And he didn't say none of that shit. And it just seemed like it was um, it was all scripted. But it turns out they arrested two people. Yeah, they arrested two people. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I can't call. I ain't gonna say skeptical, but I, I, I still want to hear some details on how they caught them and you know. Well, it says here um, in the New York Times that two men were charged with the robbery that happened in July that season, estimated uh, $1 million in jewelry. Hey, I guess he's got to take some um, <laughs> some lessons, too. You on live FaceTime with your with a million dollars worth of jewelry. He did the same thing PNB Rock did. No doubt. No, you know? <laughs> you know, but I think he would think the Lord was protecting him. You know, and um, you know, and, and and as 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 we see, man, that don't always be the case. Well, the Lord gave you the mental capacity to make the right decisions. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> you know, you didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they arrested a guy named Jawan Anderson, J U W A N, and Saquon Pollock, twenty three years old. Both were twenty three years old. They were arrested by a joint task force in New York City, uh, and by the Bureau of uh, the ATF. Um, So I guess the feds got involved in this. I don't know why, but the ATF and the NYPD arrested them in the task force. So it it appears on the surface that this was a real robbery. You know what? I I mean, (laughs) I got you, but I just still, like I said, I'm still want to keep my eye on it because I want to see if anybody else get drug involved. Like, say, maybe a a member of the church, some phone calls or something linked back to a member of the church. Saying, man, it's a good time to come right now. You know what I mean? You know, and uh, and uh, but I got my eye, you know, because uh, this guy, um, you know, he's so flamboyant and then a million dollars worth of uh, um, jury. I want to see if any insurance. For, I just want to see how this one go. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, it, it did seem a little sketchy. It did seem skeptical, and uh, maybe it's a little too early to pass any judgment right now. But on the surface, it appears to be a real robbery. Real robbery yeah. But you know, that can change. <laughs> yeah, but it, like you say, it could be though. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, you never know. And it happened right in the middle of service. So. Um, Hey, if you're on Facebook Live wearing a million dollars worth of jewelry, uh, I don't have no sympathy for you getting robbed, Mr. Um, Mr. Whitehead. Yeah, if you <laughs> let me tell you something, man. You the pastor at the church, man, and you got uh, the bishop or whatever, and you got a million dollars worth of jewelry on. I don't have no sympathy for you, period. Because a lot of these guys, these you know, um, big religious people, you know, some of these people get a hard earned last for ties. You know what I mean? You know, to, to, to give to the church, to try to better the church and try to keep the word going, dude. And you up here just flossing, super flossing, flamboyantly like that. You know what I mean? So I don't have nothing against the guy personally. It's just at the end of the day, when, when I see these pastors and Rolls Royces and certain things, I do believe that some of it sometimes is a slap in the face, Alex. Yeah, and I know some people are going to say, well, why aren't we condemning the two guys that went in there and robbed them at gunpoint? And to me, that goes without saying. It yeah, goes no, without see, saying. That, that, uh, man, I'm glad you said that because it was another situation that we were talking about last week and somebody said, Murder and, and, and these things go without us saying, you know what I mean? You know, and, 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 and we shouldn't have to say that every time, you know, plus these guys are in jail. You know, they're going to they have to answer today, you know, the accusations that's brought upon them. So, you know, but but uh, uh, that's that's automatic. 
Yeah, I think we need to talk more about how do we preserve our life? How do we make better decisions out here in the jungle? How do we deal with all these lions and hyenas? Because they're not going anywhere. They're going to exist. We can condemn them all we want, but that's not going to save people's lives and making better decisions for them. So that's what I like to focus on. No doubt. But I, I seem like it just will automatically. They just should know that, you know, uh, murder, robbery, all these things we don't condone. You know what I mean? You know, we don't, you know, you know, and I just would think people would automatically know that, um, you know, we not with that. So it don't have to be discussed to condemn the, 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 the robber or the shooter or the this every time. Some of that stuff should just go without saying. And also as a person who works on criminal court cases with the defense, I'm not going to condemn anybody who was just arrested. Also, they haven't been proven guilty. No doubt. They haven't been found guilty. They're not convicted. So at this stage of the game, what are we supposed to condemn? Someone who was presumed innocent in the United States of America? No, I'm not condemning. It's just someone who's merely arrested. Now, a year from now, when the shooter of PNB Rock is convicted, or if these two guys, Jawan Anderson and Saquon Pollock, are convicted, then I'll have some more harsher words. But at this point in time, Jawan Anderson might be innocent. No doubt. But at the end of the day, man, I just don't believe it's, 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 it's for me to... You look. When we get a situation, we speak on a situation. We we give the the, the information that we know, and we discuss certain situations that might have could have happened or could have. We're never there, so we can't actually say what actually happened. We look get stuff off the news and information that the LAPD give out, and we you know we talk about it. So at the end of the day, I believe that some people was taking the content that we put, making it seem like. It's factual that we were there and we know and we were wrong. No, yeah. we just discuss situations that come about, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm not finna every time something um, transpires, you know, you know, where the gunner should be ashamed of himself. You know, this is really happening every day. And I'm sorry if I'm more numb than 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 the next people are. But I've seen this happen. So I'm FG, man. You know, in case didn't nobody know, man, I come from this. Yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, man, I'm, I, I don't have the same probably feeling or i don't express the same feeling you know you're not going to get a, oh my god he did what you know I've, I've seen it so many times so when we discuss the situation don't think that i don't you know have no compassion it's just that i'm talking about this whatever we talking about and um and um i'm not going to get overly dramatic over you know what i mean the situation sometimes yeah um I'm, I'm all for presuming someone innocent i didn't even really have anything negative to say about eric holder until after he was found guilty. Um, and then even in that situation, Nipsey Hussle could have moved differently. He could have kept himself out of certain types of conversations. He could have um, said, I'm not going to be politicking on nobody, no members from the hood because I'm a multi-million dollar artist. I have, a, I have multiple companies. Um, so I, I think it's worth criticizing some of the things he did, even though Eric Holder killed him. Eric Holder's responsible for, for the homicide, and he's about to serve the rest of his life right, no in doubt. prison. But we got to use this as an example to tell the next rapper, hey, do you still go up to a guy like Eric Holder and, t and tell him X, Y, and Z? No doubt. And see, and that's where they start. To, I, I think with these situations, they start to get educated on exactly what we do. You know what I mean? Because even when we're discussing the shooter in a certain sense, we're educating. We're giving a lot of people. Everybody's not from the street, Alex. Everybody, you know, and some people who are from the streets and haven't been in all these situations. So when we speak, we also, you know, people are listening. 
and saying, man, I never thought of it like that. Even if it seemed like we're not condemning the, the person who done the, the most wrong, but it's still an educational way to move out here in these streets, you know, because everybody can see the streets are getting dangerous and dangerous. I'm talking about every time I look up, you know what I mean? You know, and, 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 and people talk about, you know, um, certain issues, but between the PMB Rock situation and the last, when it happened in the last uh, week that we spoke about it, three pyrus that got killed. You know what I mean? Two of them in which I knew personally. You know what I mean? And 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 I didn't bring those to streets and scholars, but 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 I had personal homies that I had just lost. You know, and and um, they could have moved different. You know what I mean? And, and 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 people don't understand that that it ain't always just like I'm getting on here. We getting on here to talk about some celebrities. This personal shit happened. We in L.A. Man, Compton, Inglewood, Linwood, Watts. This shit is happening all the time to people we know. You know what I mean? So we speaking from experience as well. You know. Oh yeah, man. So. Let's uh, move on to one of our topics, man, because um, we could just we could stay on that for the uh, whole hour. Right, right. <laughs> no, we got other stuff we got to <laughs> yeah. do, man. Let's um, we we spoke about this uh, new bill that passed on episode thirty four. This is AB two seven ninety nine. I'm gonna call it the rap lyric bill, and we didn't actually mention the dude who wrote it. I don't think we did. His name is Reggie Jones Sawyer. He's a brother from L.A. in his sixties, and um, because of him. He actually got got Gavin Newsom. We, we given all the praise to Gavin Newsom for signing it. Right, right. But right. it was Reggie Jones Sawyer who actually wrote the bill. Okay, okay. And um, interesting, there was a, a murder convictions overturned uh, just recently um, as this bill is passing in uh, in Sacramento. Two uh, rappers. Well, I guess you could say that they're characterized as amateur rappers, but they got involved in a shooting back in 2017. Uh, the two brothers' names was Gary Bryant and Diallo Jackson. They were found guilty of gang enhancement in a 2004 shooting of Kenneth Cooper. But these two brothers got their bill, I mean, got their conviction overturned, and uh, they are free right now. No doubt, man. That was, that, was some <laughs> that was a beautiful thing. That was good. That was good. Now, the thing about it is um, they should have never been able to just use lyrics to persuade. Because what they're doing, Alex, is they're using these lyrics to prefer to sway the jurors, you know what I mean? And 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 I don't believe that that's fair at all. So I'm glad that these guys, was their conviction was overturned because of the rap lyrics part. You know, I don't know if they're actually innocent or guilty or, or not, but I'm just saying because of that part, I don't ever think that should have been in a, um, in a case anyway. Yeah, because the, the rap lyrics bring in a racial bias against black defendants and that is an absolute uh unacceptable in a jury trial you know you're supposed to have a more uh, unbiased look at the defendants and when you bring in rap lyrics at least in this instance in this case against these two brothers the rap lyrics had nothing to do with the specific crime and i think one of the attorneys um was able to put the date on the rap lyrics having been written maybe like three years prior mm -hmm. so i'm surprised that prosecutors did not foresee that this is probably not a good idea. But then sometimes I got to say, man, these prosecutors do not care. They will bring in whatever they're, they're going to get away with. You oh, know? No doubt. No doubt. And they, and, and, um, and, uh, and they get away with it sometime. Yeah. This was up North in a Contra, Contra Costa County. Um, I'm not sure what town was in Contra Costa County, but the, the Contra County district attorney's office, 
Um, let me let me just read this part. The, uh, the the Contra Costa District Attorney's Office said they will proceed with criminal charges against Jackson and Bryant in a new trial, while internal policy change will be applied to stay in accordance with the law. So they they may try to retry them again, but um, some people say that uh, that's never going to happen because it's been already almost a decade since these um, alleged crimes have been committed. But um, they're, they're, they got their case overturned. But I want to ask you about what about other guys? And I thought about this rapper X-Rated. Mm-hmm. He went to prison in 94 and he went on trial. I think he's, he's from Sacramento, I believe. And they used a lot of rap lyrics in his 94 trial. Did they? Yeah. yeah I'm not familiar he, with He that. got sentenced to 27 years. He did all his time and now he's free. Damn. But I was reading an article um, where they quoted him as saying, if this law existed Man. back in 94, um, a lot of what happened in his trial would have never even would've been never, legal. Yeah. It, would have, it would be illegal. And in his opinion is he got convicted mostly because of all the stuff that they introduced related to his, his rap career. Because he had some pretty, um, I guess you could say, violent lyrics. Yeah, but like you say, man, they was getting away with it. And I believe you go back really and I believe there's a whole lot more that we just don't know about. And I believe when they go back and look at the statistics on their behalf, you know, on their end, they probably found out that, man, we didn't convicted more people behind these rap leagues than people even know. Hey, it's actually been happening a lot in California because we're only talking about the famous rappers. Right. Like these two dudes were just um, mixtape rappers. Right. I posted um, a comment. I, I posted a thing on my Instagram of a, a guy who who did a rap song in 91. He wrote a rap song in 91, mm-hmm. never recorded it. It wasn't even as a song. He just had um, he just had it on paper. And when he got arrested for a murder, they saying he killed his ex-girlfriend and they raided his house and they found <laughs> they found these rap lyrics on a piece of paper. This This guy's name was. Offered Rollins, O-F-F-O-R-D. And he went on trial in 1992, and he got a hung jury. They they tried to, um, no, they, no, I'm sorry, he was found guilty. Yeah, he was found guilty. But then they overturned his conviction. They ran it again, and in 96, I believe, um, he got a hung jury in 96. Because this was the guy that was the athlete. Yeah, man. he was the athlete. Yeah, man, I read about that, man. And uh, I... Uh, he wasn't even a rapper. He wasn't even a rapper. He was an athlete, and 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 they put that on him, man. And and thankfully, the court of appeals came back. You know what I mean? And 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 exonerated this kid. But he was on his way to even trying out for the Olympics. He was that good. Yeah, he would have been in the '96 Olympics. Yeah, he was. He was that good, man. And they put that on him. But let me. I'm gonna point out something that happened in that case. It was also noted that during the jury selection, that the prosecutors dismissed four black jurors off that case yep that's you know and they ran with the lyrics they got the lyrics out of his notebook or whatever they ran with the lyrics made him seem harsh and foul and those people rode with it and that just go back to black people go to jury duty please you know what i mean go to jury duty we need you you know but um but yeah man that was a, a, a definite a, 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 um definitely a, a crazy situation i'm glad he was able to get out of there though yeah but he had to sit in that county jail from whenever he was arrested in 91 to 96 yeah he did some time yeah yeah, yeah he did some but time. he 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 beat the case he's he um so but a lot of these guys that are being charged 
and rap lyrics are being used against them they're not like uh, mainstream artists they're people we've never heard of and that's where it's super wrong at you know what i mean don't get me wrong i mean i know if you hear it on the radio every day you might feel one certain way but dude is writing some stuff and got a whole different career and doing something else and just happened to be writing some even in even in the journal some he thought you know what i mean you know <laughs> yeah it's crazy all right let's um let's talk about our last thing here man because the city of la is on fire and um it was disappointing to hear the three mexican american council members of our beautiful city here in la and and the city of la has 15 15 council members in total and mm-hmm. uh, these three were mexican americans and they were in a powwow with uh, one of the labor guys named uh who was the labor guy the labor guy was ron herrera and the three council members was uh nuri martinez Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon and somehow some way somebody was secretly recording them while they were having a meeting on on redistricting and they said some really unsavory things that in my opinion all three of them are going to lose their job it's just a matter of time but um did you get a chance to listen to some of the crazy statements mostly coming out of the lady's mouth Nuri Martinez man I was all over this Alex (laughs) And, and the thing about it is I was all over it I was highly disappointed, you know, and I wasn't highly disappointed if these things were said. Somebody's recording something in someone's home, a regular person, a regular person's home, a friend of mine's. And and, and they brought me these recordings and say, look, man, I was I stashed a, a, a phone at their house and I got these recordings from them in their personal space. Bro, it wouldn't even it, it wouldn't bother. I, I, I get that. These are she's the president of the Los Angeles, Los Angeles city council and she was having meetings with people other officials and you talk like this you use this kind of language what kind of language you use when you're not around you know what i mean it was it was it was it was i feel the city of la definitely took a l by having her a a win and a loss this came out because she needs to she they needed to get up out of there i mean i ain't gonna lie alex i was i was i was i was I don't even use the word appalled ever, but that's what I was, man. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, shocked myself, but to a certain degree, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of Mexican Americans in this city that don't like blacks. No doubt. But, but, but there are a lot of Mexican Americans that have love for blacks, so oh, I don't no want to paint the whole Mexican American community one way, but there is a strong segment of Mexican Americans that just have a disdain for black folks. Okay, but this is the thing about it. I get that. But when it's coming from the top down, this is a bigger problem. You know what I mean? When the city officials and city council members and the president of the city council, Los Angeles City Council, is one of them, dude, we have a Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how are we going to ever, you know, get any kind of unity when we got so many people against us? And I'm going to use this moment right here to say, you know, she said what she said and she can't take that shit back. But everybody who listens to this should, as a black person, should look at each other, Alex, and say, damn, they against us. We against us. When are we going to get it together and be like, hold on, man, we need each other, you know? And, 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 and like I say, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, I was shocked, bro. Well, Nuri Martinez has actually stepped down from her, her leadership position on the Los Angeles city council. She hasn't stepped down from her job as the council member, but um, they've all issued apologies. 
But at what point can we not allow an apology to just uh, erase what they did? Right now need to be the point. They shouldn't even be at the regular job. You stepped down from the president of the, the city council, but you didn't give up your whole seat. No, you guys need to get up out of there. Every single one of you who participated, who listened and didn't say nothing back. Everybody who laughed need to be up out of there, Alex. So you you're know? saying all all three of them. All um, three of them need to be fired. Well, let's play a couple of clips and um, for, for our listeners here, because. Um, you know, there's going to be some people that don't, aren't even offended by some of this stuff, but let's let's play it and, and let's be very specific on what was said. Here's uh, clip number one. Let's see. I have um, I have eight clips here. This is clip number one. They're all short, too. All right. Let's see here. Let me. Um, here we go. Clip number one. You know, all this. Uh, I mean, my goal in life is to get the three of you elected and you know i'm just focused on that i mean we're like the little latino caucus of our you know our own yeah and we have to find you know new folks to bring in i bloomingfield was in here the other day right he goes well we're trying to create another latino yeah why do we have to do that i go fuck the way i see it all of the seats are latino what did he say he goes oh you had a point there You know, what do, we, what do we say 52% of the population is Latino? His mentors you know, are the reason we're, we're so fucking gerrymandered in the valley. Right. Okay, so that was, that was, uh, um, that was Herrera, the labor guy, who he already stepped down from his job. But, it, but there was a part there that may be difficult to hear when he mentioned Blumenfield, another council member, a white council member. Nuri Martinez just says, Fuck that dude. Right. right <laughs> like, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that dude. No, no doubt. Like, this is, these are your colleagues. Yeah. These are one of uh, your, your 15 people that are supposed to be leading this city. And it just shows you, like, all the bickering and the, and, and the um, I guess, the, the dislike or hatred that they have for each other. Well, I mean that, too. But, you know, like you say, you, you, when you, you get to thinking about these politics, man, and some of these politicians, I knew some of them was, you know, could be ruthless. But to hear this... You know she's a savage, bro. Yeah, she, she is. Yeah, she 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 gangster with her. <laughs> she's shit, relentless. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Miss Nuri Martinez is relentless. All right, let's go to um, let's go to the second clip here. Let's. I'm satisfied. We are satisfied. This is Cedillo. With, with, with Polanco, that's the K two point five and amended. We're good with that. We're we can live with that. We think it's. Generous to your guy, Mitch. But we're Why do you keep saying my guy? Well, he's my guy. And your guy, Duran's guy. Where's your brother? Aren't you not cool with him anymore? I needed a fucking baseball. I don't fucking need anybody to do my job. Trust me, all these guys, you know. I'm good with No offense to both of you, but I do all the work. Look how hard I work to not let this be a compare contrast to that I thought you guys were okay. You sound like you guys are okay. Like, think, <laughs> fuck, man, you had me fooled. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, I call, we call it the bromance, of, of uh, COVID bro, bromance. The they go on COVID, one. yeah, they're like complimenting each other. Oh, and this good work, this, I made this I, that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't get the memo. I, I distinguish the work. And, and the now we're back people. to like battling, so I don't understand. I'm not battling, and look at how much I fought to keep them out of this. He's a he's a teamster. I gotta support him. Yeah. Family. Me. 
Yeah, that's why this guy that's running from HRE, I already told Susan. Sometimes you gotta bring people a little closer to try to control them a little bit, like sort of like calm the hell down. He, I get it. He's a, he's a diva. I understand that. Okay, that was clip number two, and you could just tell like. Nuri Martinez is just trying to run the whole show. No shit, she got a disdain <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and and um, but it goes to show her character. It goes to show what's leading us here in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? And not only on the Los Angeles, this shit is going on in other um city councils as well. It just this one got recorded. You know? Yeah. Um. All right. Let me go to uh, clip number three. This one is 30 seconds. So getting back to Marquise, I told Danny, if you want to cut a deal and if you want to if, if you want to make like fucking boss moves, I would go after the airport. Let me just pause real quick because she mentions Marquise. He's the youngest council member on the council. He's he's a black elected official representing South L.A. Mm -hmm. So now she's talking about a brother when right. she says Marquise. Let me back that up just a little bit here. He goes, fuck. Let's back that up. So getting back to Marquise, I told Danny, if you want to cut a deal and if you want to, if, if you want to make like fucking boss moves, I would go after the airport. He goes, fuck, I love that idea. I said, tell Marquise, so go take it go, from his friend. Don't go, don't go after, leave him alone. Yeah. Go get the airport from his fucking little brother, mm -hmm. that little bitch bonnet. I go, I go, what is with the bond? What's with Bond? And I said, Bond thinks he's fucking black. That guy don't think he's black. I go, he thinks he's black. I call the same thing. Okay, so this one is a little crazy. That clip was a little crazy because she calls another council member a bitch. Right. That's uh Mr. Bonin, who happens to be openly homosexual council member that has adopted a black boy right. as his son. Mm -hmm. And she's talking shit about not only Bonin. But uh, the boy, too. Mark, yeah, yeah. She definitely talks shit about the boy. That's common. So um, some of these comments suggest that she's not fit for leadership and, or for political office. Real shit. Real okay. Shit, Alex. All right. Let me um, let me play. Um, also, <laughs> I just got to point out, she she said Bonin thinks he's black. That guy thinks he's black. Now, Bonin's a white dude. Right, right, right. But... What's wrong with a white dude who who has love or has who aligns himself with black causes if she she got a problem with it, obviously? Well, I think all he probably does is support some black causes. And, and, and she's such so savvy that she says, oh, he thinks he's black. Why? Because he support maybe some black uh, causes. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Let me uh, play uh, clip number four here. This one's 30 seconds. If somebody slides in, right, you know, temporary or however you do it, right, that person has to support the three of you. It has to support the three of you. And Danny, you know who wants to run for that seat? Reggie. No, I don't. I can support that, Reggie. Reggie was over there with Karen. Who was after, after I went, after he was fucking sweating his ass off. The one who was support us is Heather Hutt. Yes. Mm, I like Heather Hutt. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, they mentioned Karen. That's Karen Bass. That's the sister. Okay. And they say Reggie. Yeah, I heard him say Reggie. And you know who Reggie, you know who Reggie might be? Reggie might be Reggie Jones Sawyer, the guy who wrote this uh, AB 2799 rap bill. Could be. He's the only Reggie that I know in L.A. politics. Even though he's a state assemblyman, he represents L.A. on the state level. Okay. So um, 
they just in this room talking about black politicians, yeah, yeah. man. They wasn't feeling Reggie, though, either. They was like, shit. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go to clip number five. This one is uh, almost two minutes. Yeah, I see a lot of little short, dark people. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, let me rewind this. Yeah. Um, this is Sadio talking about uh, Koreatown. Yeah, let's go Koreatown. Yes. Yeah, I see a lot of little short, dark people. Yeah, Puro Oaxacan. Puro Oaxacan Koreans. <laughs> Not even like Kevin, little ones. I was like, no, I don't know where these people are from. I was like, I don't know what village they came, how they got here, but. And they're wearing shoes. So, one. I get what we have to do, right? Just massage to create districts that benefit you all and the future. Yep. But we got to figure out Mark's seat, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that benefits you three. Because if the, if, if the African-Americans look at this, now that he might or might not be suspended, I don't know what's going to happen. I think if he should be, but anyhow. If he goes away... You mean, you mean resign, not suspended? No, here's... You're right. I see. Suspended. Yeah, there is, if, there is, if, there is if, a difference. If, I may, if he resigns, hold on. If he resigns and the African-Americans look at this as a hostile takeover because he's gone, there, we all have to figure that shit out because politically they're going to come after Yeah, but can I say something right now? And this is what I call the... the um, it's the, how much you this guy? It's the, the, the movie, uh, the, the Wizard of Oz effect. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by the Wizard of Oz effect is oh. when you're at the side of the curtain, it's like this big voice. Yeah. And it yeah, sounds yeah. big. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like there's thousands of them. And then when you actually pull the curtain, is that you see the little Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You know what? I've never watched the movie. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. It's real simple. You got 100 people, right? 52 of them are Mexicanos. Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I feel pretty good about my chances of beating your ass. 25 are for black. <laughs> Twenty-five blacks are shouting, and the but they, they shout themselves. like they're two hundred fifty. Yeah, when there's a hundred of us, they're, they're right. like it sounds like so ten they, of us. But, but Okay, man, that was De Leon. That was Cedillo. That was Nuri. That was all of them. That was all of them right there. Yeah, that's all of them right there. Yeah. And I, I think that clip right there, they're all going to have to. Um, either resign i don't know if, if i don't think you can get fired because they're elected um they can get recalled or they could resign and i want to talk about this clip a little bit because you know there's a lot of mexican americans that are pissed at them right now too no doubt you know what i mean but you know look how they representing for the um you know uh mexican uh culture you know they 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 letting them down as well well, the, one of the comments that Nuri made in that in that last clip was talking about the Oaxacan Mexicans, which are the indigenous, shorter, dark complected oh, Mexicans. Okay. And Oaxacan is spelled with a O, so um, I always see Oaxacan markets, mm-hmm. Oaxacan stores. Uh, it is an indigenous language um, that's that's native to the Oaxacans, and she she just disparaged them. And she said that she even said that they were ugly when she said, um, tan feos. And is that the one where she said, which village did these people, which village did these people come from? That's what I call like. So they're going to be so many indigenous Mexicans saying this woman got to go because, um, that, that comment right there is highly offensive. And then, um, 
they're they're also talking in a way that's not very uh, representative of being leadership because they're talking about um the Mexican electorate is becoming big and I like my my odds at winning kicking their asses or something like that and it's it just sounds as if they're they're trying to spew the idea of taking over the city of being the dominant politicians in the city and um, I think a lot of people are going to feel a certain kind of way about that language. No doubt. You know what I mean? And um, hey, Alex, they got to be held accountable, man. Yeah, they um, I believe that they're going to be held accountable to the point where by the time our Streets and Scholars episodes are, are listened to this, ep- this week's episode, uh, these three people should be fired. They should be. Man. Um, I don't. I don't know how long they're going to last, but I'll be surprised if we're doing an episode next week where um, they're still in um, their position. And did you get? The, did you hear the part where they said that um, it'd be a hundred black people, but they're shouting like they're two hundred and fifty of them? No doubt, I did hear that. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? All right. Uh, let me see. Let me play. Uh, here's a clip number six. This is only nineteen seconds. Let me. Uh, let me rewind that. Okay, here we go. Or even like a little white kid, which I was like, this kid is a beat down. Like, let me let me take him around the corner and then I'll bring him back. Yeah. Ven it's back. a pinch. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is the fourth black So anyways, getting back to redistricting. Yeah. Okay, she's talking about Bonin's black adopted son that was on a on a float. On a float, yeah. And she said that um he needs his ass beat. And that um, let her take him around the corner and, 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 and beat it, you know what I mean, and bring him back real fast, you know. Um, the other guy said that he needs to be pinched, you know. That's that's not cool at all. Yeah, you, know you, I mean? you yeah, that pinch part is no. hard to hear. I'm yeah, sorry, no, I heard. It. Yeah, you know what I mean. He said he need to be pinched and shit, and the whole thing. Why are they laughing about this shit? And what do you think about this part where where Nuri says that that Mike Bonin is is raising that black boy like a little white kid. I mean, he's raising him like a human being, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and he's raising the kid and nobody, she didn't even take into consideration that, you know, um, if the kid was adopted, these guys took this kid out of adoption to give him a better life, you know what I mean? And she's sitting here talking shit about how he's being raised, you know what I mean? So these these people are just foul as a motherfucker. <laughs> she, she really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's clip number seven. Let me uh, cue this up here. Here we go. Whatever the kid's name is, I'm like, it's like the oddest thing. It's like black and brown on this float. And then there's this this white guy with this little black kid who's (laughs) misbehaved. Este niño has no, he's, they're not doing it. Yeah, no, they're not doing, the kid is bouncing off the effing walls on the float, practically tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. And I'm just like, oh my God. Okay, so um, she actually calls. She's talking about Mike Bonin again and and his uh, little. I, I looked up the boy. I just want to see is this like a teenager? Is this a little kid? The boy's like three or four years old. I believe he was two. Okay, he's doing what yeah. kids do on floats, right? No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> and 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 even if he was um, uh, doing a little too much, dude, he's a kid. I mean, a young kid. You know, two to four year olds. That's, come on, man, that's a baby, damn near still. You know what I mean? And and but it still don't cause for him. And then that little la chica or whatever she that's 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 what she called him the monkey at yeah. little monkey changuito. Yeah, yeah, little monk called him a little monkey. <laughs> and, and 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 
Come on, Alex, you gonna you we can't go for that one right there. Nah. Well, you know, I, I I'm not gonna trip on the um Changuito comment as much as some of the other shit she says because there's a lot of Spanish shit that that be said that sounds offensive in English, but it be really just like some um terms of endearment type shit. Um man, you ain't calling no black kid no little monkey in no terms of endearment, man. Nah, for real. You you could actually um you you could actually say some of these terms in Spanish that are there's zero offense to them, but I I can understand when you translate that shit into English. It's like you you have to know better, you know, because but but see here's the thing they didn't know they were being recorded. No doubt, so, but at the same time, I mean, but this this I'm, go back to Ice Cube. I take it back to Ice Cube, you know, and for the people that's listening to right now, like Ice Cube said, here's what they think about you. Here's what they really feel about you, Alex. Here's what they really feel about you, FG. Here's what they really <laughs> feel about you, the city of Los Angeles. This is what they really think about you, man. You know what I mean? And I don't believe that these people is, is, is fit to be in office leading on the level that they are with this kind of feeling on the inside. Now, I don't expect them to sit there and not have, you know, opinions and shit like that. But this is this is beyond that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely. beyond that. Yeah, I wonder why. She, I mean, the way she just talks when she says um, when she's talking about Mike Bonin on the float with his black son, she says that th this is a white guy with a little black kid. <laughs> it's like she she has to emphasize everybody's race in, in a very uh, negative way. Uh, it just seems like she don't even she doesn't like anybody. No doubt, but you're still going to have people that's going to come in and argue that she didn't say nothing offensive. You know what I mean? They're not going to hear none of that. You know what I mean? Because they talk like that in their regular lives, you know. But in actuality, everybody is going to know the truth, man. No, I think everything she said, most of everything she said is offensive. Here's the last clip I have here. This is 22 seconds. Uh, All the, you know, folks, like, with that's going. He did call me. He wants to have breakfast with me. Um, Where's taking him so long? I haven't. I just said, hey, we need to talk. You supported him from the... All right, don't worry. I got you. Okay, that might have been hard to, to hear, but that was Nuri talking with um, with the uh, labor guy. Uh, keep forgetting the labor guy's name, but she said, fuck Gascon. He's with the blacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you, you heard that yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, He's with the blacks, man. That's crazy. Yeah, this 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 woman is out of control, man. Um, yeah, so lastly, I want to play is just a little bit of Mike Bonin's response. Uh, they had a council meeting this week, downtown City Hall, and guess who didn't show up? Nuri Martinez was oh, not wow. there. <laughs> she decided to take a, a leave of absence right now because she is feeling the heat. But um, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Mike Bonin's response to all of this. Let's... Uh Good morning, everybody. This is, this is the father of the black adopted kid, and he's also a council member. I, I, I really, really do not want to be here today. I, I, want, I want to be home with my family right now. Uh, I, I am, but, but, but I, I want to say a few words. Um, I am still 
trying to wrap my head around everything that was said and everything that is happening. Uh, my husband and I are both uh, raw and angry and heartbroken and sick for our family and for Los Angeles. Um, and as an Angelino, like most Angelinos, uh, I, am, I am reeling from the revelations of what these people said. Trusted servants who voiced hate and bile. Public officials are supposed to call us to our highest selves. And these people stabbed us and shot us and, and cut the spirit of Los Angeles. It, 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 it gave a beat down to the heart and the soul of this city. All right. So you could, you could hear the emotion in Mike Bond. And, and he later goes on to um, call for the resignation of all three of them. And um, I agree with Mike Bonin completely. Um, you can tap in on the Internet. There's a he, he has a 12 minute response mm -hmm. to the to those three council members, Nuri Martinez, Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon. And um, first thing I want to ask you, F, is the the way these audios came to the public sphere had to do with somebody snitching, somebody being a mole, somebody ratting them out. So I want to get aside from what they said. How do you feel about how this all got exposed? You know what, man? It was definitely a rat in the room. You know, what <laughs> definitely. I mean? But it was a rat that who had premeditated uh, motives. You know what I mean? This is ain't, this is not something that just came about and they stumbled across and say, "Hey, I'm from." I believe they have premeditated motive. To, to have they have been in meetings before where talk like this has been going on. They probably said, "I'm a I'm a t get this audio in case I ever need it for leverage." You know, and um, and uh, they definitely snitched on Nuri and them. You know what I mean? Set them up. You know, put them out there. You know, on the flip side of it, when you get to talking about this, is not a criminal case. This is not a criminal situation. They not getting on the stand and, you know, telling on nobody or in a, in a criminal activity is sending somebody to jail. You know, they are bringing awareness to what's going on in the L.A. City Council. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, you know, um, as I pointed out, yeah, they 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 definitely got ratted out. But it's, it's, it's sad to hear once it came out, it's sad to hear that I haven't even just focused on. Damn, who would set them up like that? Because they set they ass up. Mm -hmm. you know? But it's it's sad to be on a platform that big and to, and to do the shit they did and say the shit they did. Yeah, the, um, somebody lined them up very well. Lined them up, and, man. And I'm um, like, damn. The way I see it is that whoever helped expose this probably made complaints about them before. And those complaints were probably just dismissed because uh, what do you want us to do? You know, that's, that's the way they talk. That's the way they talk. So this person said, all right, if that's if you guys ain't going to do nothing about it, the world need to hear this. <laughs> well, shit, they better be worried about Nuri because she sound like she'll put a hit on a motherfucker. You know, yeah, she's uh, <laughs> she sound like she a beast. She sound there's going to be some repercussions. She find out who did that. But, yeah, you know, it was, it was uh, hey, man, they got they got, you know. Well, Nuri is, is, is from the main streets of the San Fernando Valley, and even though we don't really speak about the valley as being this uh, very violent part of our city, uh, there are some pockets in the valley that it goes down. And, oh, no doubt. And no she's doubt. from those pockets. She's one of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, she definitely sounds like yeah, she it. She definitely sounds like it. Um, but also, I want to uh, ask about what does this do for uh, black-brown relations in L.A.? Because even, uh, 
every so often we go through this time where we try to bring black and brown together. There's two camps generally. The camp that says you're wasting your time. They don't like us. We don't like them. But then there's another camp that's constantly working on it, constantly bridging the gap, constantly bringing organizations together. And it's a struggle at the grassroots level where you have organizations and nonprofits trying to do this. But when you see at the highest level within city government that there's obviously a black brown divide, to me, it just seems like, man, it's probably a hopeless cause to even try to bridge the gap. I don't want to say I don't want to be cynical because I do believe that there are some good black folks and good brown folks that will work together in a positive way. But in terms of citywide movement, this this pretty much puts a, a, a damper on that. No doubt for me down here on the street level, Alex, you know, the 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 the, the thing I'm going to have and I'm waiting for, you know, somebody to tap in on it, you know, and to call me out on it. But at the same time, where I'm going to have a problem at is when some of our brown folks sit here and say that she done absolutely nothing wrong. Now, that's where we're going to clash at. You know what I mean? Now, I would accept I'm still riding with her. But, yeah, she fucked up. Yeah, she, you know, bam, acknowledge that she did. No matter what your 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 opinion is on it, now that she fucked up, you know what I mean. But for the person who sits there and say that she done nothing wrong, that's where I'm gonna have the that's where the beef gonna come in with me at, and that's where the clash is gonna come in with a lot of black and brown people, because you're gonna get a lot of people. I'm already seeing a few people saying that I don't see nothing. She I didn't hear nothing that that was said wrong in the in the audio. You know what I mean? And 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 what do you mean you don't hear nothing said hmm. wrong? And and at least acknowledge that something, you know what I mean? You know, but when you can't even acknowledge me, that means that let me know that you you so deeply rooted on your side that you won't even give you wouldn't give the black a, a chance no no matter what, you know. So this this is where the problem gonna come in at, especially in the streets. Well, you know, they had a big city council meeting this week in downtown Los Angeles at City Hall, and most of the protesters that spoke against Nuri Martinez and the rest of them were Latinos. So I was I was glad to see that they're not accepting their rhetoric and they spoke against them. And there was a contingent of indigenous Mexicans that um, th there's no way that, that she's she can't win them over because she made those comments about the Oaxacans. She said they were ugly and um, they're pissed as well. So if 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 you say she didn't say anything to offend black people, that's one thing. But then she also offended the indigenous brown faction of Mexicans because, you know, Mexicans are divided, too. No doubt. They're no not doubt, all the no same. Doubt. No, no doubt. You got no northerners. Doubt. You got the middle ones. You got the ones that are way at the south in Chiapas. So um, those those indigenous Mexicans are they're not going to let her get away with this at all. Well, you know, like I say, for me, for a person to not even acknowledge it. You know what I mean? Because if the shoe is on the other end of the foot, I can at least, at least acknowledge that this dude got caught doing something wrong or got caught saying something wrong. Now, like I say, you bring the same audio and you say you was at somebody's house and y'all was having personal drinks and they said something of this nature. I ain't gonna lie, Alex, I wouldn't look at it the same. You know what I mean? Because you were just at somebody pad chilling with them and that's how you heard them say they feel or your Hispanic girlfriend or Mexican girlfriend recorded this for you and, and that's how they felt at that time in their home in their personal space when you get to talking about at the highest level of the los angeles county you know city council members this is this is way unacceptable because this is what's keeping the divide the divide in los angeles is when it's coming from the top and best believe that this is going to spill over into the streets i guarantee you it will alice this is going to uh, uh, spill over into the streets homie because too many of us is uh, got opinions on it. you know what i mean so 
it's 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 uh it's it's unfortunately that this shit has to go keep going down like this when like you say you got people that's trying to build a gap i mean uh, uh, um reduce the gap between back black and brown but then here you go at your highest level of the la city council tearing it back down so yeah um you know there's three black council members uh as part of the 15 here in the city of la and, and we haven't heard none of those three say anything yet and i'm just i'm guessing that they're they're having their powwow right now trying to figure out what their move is going to be we're talking about marquise harris dawson who's mm -hmm. the youngest youngest brother on the council uh Curran price who is the uh council member of the district on the east side so uh all the low bottoms that's his area and then he heather hutt who has the west side um she's the newest one but um i'm just waiting for these black council members to come out in solidarity and and say something powerful coming from them which we haven't heard yet well you know everybody is really getting getting their thoughts together everybody is looking at the ramifications of 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 of, of these th three his uh, uh council people um uh conversation you know everybody's taking it all in analyzing everything breaking it down so when they do come say something like you say it is powerful because it's gonna be some real shit you know what I mean? It's not going to be fabricated. It's going to be authentic shit that the whole Los Angeles and anybody else who cared to listen heard Nuri Martinez say the things she said along with these two other councilmen. Yeah, man. So um, Ron Herrera, who was the head of the Los Angeles County Federation of Labor, he's already stepped down from his job and he's not a council member. So he has the least powerful position. But these other three are council members. And I believe that they're not going to last more than a couple more days. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Nuri Martinez is the one that puts up a fight. But I think Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon, uh, their, politi their political careers are pretty much done at this no, point. No doubt. I believe you. But I do think Nuri's going to put up a fight. You know, from, <laughs> from, from me listening to her, she don't seem like she's going to give up easy. And, uh, but the thing about it is it's going to be a shame because you're going to sit there and think that we're going to trust you in Los Angeles to lead anything with the kind of attitude that you that you uh, uh, possess towards uh, African-American black people and even some of your own. That's crazy, man. Yeah, she definitely has a lot of anti-black sentiments, man. And um, I'm just surprised because, you know, these are Democrats that are from Los Angeles. They're supposed to be progressive. They're supposed to be against racism. We're in the post-George Floyd movement. And um, shit, she talking like uh, a southern Dixiecrat, man. It's just, it's just Not wild. Really yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, let me see. Lastly, I wanted to, um, I wanted to read her apology because um, a lot of people sometimes want to forgive, and sometimes uh, an a good apology will um, can, can sometimes save you. But this is um this is her the release that she put out. She says, I take responsibility for what I said, and there are no excuses for these comments. I'm so sorry. I sincerely apologize to the people I hurt with my words, to my colleagues, their families, especially to Mike, Sean, and your son. Um that would be Mike Bonin. Mm -hmm. And I guess Sean is his partner. As a mother, I know better and I'm sorry. I am truly ashamed. I know this is the result of my own actions. I'm sorry to your entire family for putting you through this. As someone who believes deeply in the empowerment of communities of color, I recognize my comments undercut that goal. No kidding. Going forward, reconciliation will be my priority. That sounds like she wants to stay. Right. I have already reached out to many of my black colleagues 
and other black leaders to express my regret in order for us to heal. I ask for forgiveness from my colleagues and from the residents of this city that I love so much. In the end, it's not my apologies that matter most. It will be the actions I take from this day forward. I hope you will give me the opportunity to make amends. No, but, 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 but it's two ways that, 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 I look at it two ways. That was a good ass apology, though. Hell huh? of an apology. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hell of an apology. Yeah. See, that's why I say, you know, I, I I I understand shit from both sides. You know what I mean. So I understand that you gave a great uh, apology. I understand as a political woman, you're not trying to get up out that seat at all. You're trying to stay and make it right. What I also understand, Alex, is she's not the only one uh, in politics, no matter what race you are, to talk like this. She fucking got caught. And that's where the politics part of it also is going to play a role because just like you said, you wanted to be so many Hispanic seats and stuff like that. You have other races. You have whites. You have blacks. You have Asians who may feel the same way and going to use this as a way to try to get you out of there so they can put somebody else in that seat because it seems like that's the game you were playing as well. You know what I mean? So I'm going to keep it just keep it 100 that, you know what I mean? Politics is going to play a part outside of the negative shit she said, which was 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 foul. Politics is going to play a part to get you up out of there also because, you know, somebody else may want them seats. You know what I mean? Whether it's like I say, the the, the whites, whether it's the blacks, whether it's the Asians, whoever, those seats are are, are, are going to uh, uh, become a, a um, pivotal point in what's going on in politics. Well, all three of those seats are in mostly Latino communities. So we're probably going to start hearing from some other Mexican-Americans to say, look, I don't think like Nuri. I don't think like Gil Sedil. You will never exactly. have me. My points. It may yeah. not be another, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the race might not change in the seat. But at the same time, the seat will change and politics is going to play a part. Because like you say, it's other politicians that's coming up that's hungry, that's want to be there. They're going to throw her under the bus, too, and say, you know what I mean? You need a fresh, something fresh. You need a fresh start. You need a guy like me. Go look at my resume. I went to this church. And yeah. blah, you know what I mean, Alex? So, uh, but, 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 but all honestly, I think she need to get her ass up out of there. And the other two as well, man. I don't think L.A. should sit right until them three is gone, bro. Nah, man. Um, L.A. will not be able to move forward with these three people as city council members for the uh, second largest city in this country, man. So um, we'll wrap it up right there. My prediction is they'll all be gone by the time we do our next episode. And um, you might get a little fight from Nuri. She's a little feisty one, though. She's a little feisty one, man. Hey, <laughs> yeah. um... What city is bigger than Los Angeles? New York City. Oh, the city. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, New York City has got 8 million people. We got 4 million. Yeah, we got 4. Yeah. L.A. County, I'm thinking L.A. County, we got about 10, 11. Well, New York metropolitan area has got like 15. Oh, no shit? Yeah. Okay, well, hey. The tri, they call it the tri-state area. Got you, got you. Yeah, but um, shoot. Um, last words, man, before we wrap this up, F. Hey, man, you know, I believe this was a very informative show for a lot of people. I think they got to, you know, see different understandings on how we, you know, articulate the situations that we be talking about. But at the end of the day, Alex, like I say, the the the, the Nuri Martinez thing was, man, pretty disgusting as far as, you know, being an L.A. City uh, uh, councilwoman, you know, uh, the top one at that. You know, I, I believe that L.A. need to stand on that and get her up out of there, bro. I think that's going to happen, man. I think that's going to happen. And that wraps up another episode of Streets and Scholars, man. Rest in peace to Half Ounce from Neighborhood Pyro in Inglewood. 
that was a good brother right there, man. And I'm sorry to see him um, slain the way he was. Man. And um, where can they find you right now, man? Yeah, hit me up. They've been hitting me up too, Alex, over there on um, at, on Instagram at FGeneral1 on Instagram. And, of course, I see I'm still tapping in the videos at FG Unleashed. I appreciate it. And that's where I'm at. All right, man. And um, people can hit me up at AlexAlonso101. I'm mostly on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. And of course, you can visit the Street TV YouTube channel where I'm constantly posting videos. I actually posted a, a video with all these audios that we spoke about. And um, it's in much more detail there where you can see the name of the person that's actually talking with the transcript. And uh, what else? Uh, if you're listening to us on, on um, I want to say iTunes, but iTunes has just been phased out by Apple. So if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're listening to us on all the other podcast platforms, whether it's iHeart or Spotify, follow us there. And thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of Streets and Scholars.